Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, we have an exciting new emerging brand called The Tux. And with me, I have Courtney Yeager, who is a serial entrepreneur and chief executive officer, and Gabrielle Sacco, director of franchise development. Welcome, ladies. Hi, thank you Hi. so much for having us. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, the three of us met last week at a franchise development conference, and I just could not wait to get you guys onto this podcast because this brand is unlike any other. Um, there's nothing out in the industry like it. So with that said, Courtney, why don't you give us a high-level overview of what the tox is and what brought you to found this brand? Absolutely. So I started in 2019, um, again, serial entrepreneur, always around health, wellness, and fitness. Um, I had my two children, overworked mom. I always suffered from bad digestion. Um, I've always take more of a holistic approach to everything. So I did a lot of research on the lymphatic system. We were living in California at the time, and I tried to seek out lymphatic treatments um, with very little luck. I found a bunch of random people that did random techniques, um, but never really curated in a sense of like focusing on the lymphatic and digestive system in one. Um, so of course something just clicked in my brain and I was like, I can do this. I can really, you know, bring this to market. So I hired a bunch of mentors to help me really curate the best technique. We opened the talks LA in April of 2019 and it was instant success. We had every celebrity influencer knocking down the door. Our books were full. Um, and location requests started coming in from all over. So in that moment, um, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, the next city has to be New York, right? And we packed up our family and we did it. And then, you know, now we're at 12 corporate locations. We've traveled all around opening them up uh, with my two kids. So it's been a journey, but since then, um, you know, I really knew that franchising was the route for us because there's only so much that I can do and still keep the brand standard and, you know, make sure that we're sticking to the original root of what we wanted to do. Um, and that's, you know, focusing on body sculpting, but in a holistic way, focusing on lymphatic and digestive work. That is incredible. So you were, you, you opened your first uh, studio in essence in 2019. So we can't ignore the fact that during the years of COVID 2020, you know, and so forth, you have successfully grown this brand to 12 corporate locations and since started franchising in 2021, you have also secured your first two. Um, that is, that is incredible. What were you guys able to stay open because during the COVID years, because of the type of service that you were providing? So like everyone, we had to shut down. It was definitely a scary time. At that moment, we had um, 
LA, New York, and we had opened Miami March 5th of 2020. Um, so we were scared, right? Like everybody else, we had no idea what was going to happen. Um, I really never thought that anybody would ever want to be touched this closely again. Um, so, you know, like everyone else, we had to close for a little bit, but I was smart enough to go under a physician for a few months in LA to be able to keep open and keep servicing our clients. We really had so many clients reaching out to us like, you know, this has helped my immune system. I truly believe that I need this during that time. Um, so I was, you know, for us, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is pandemic proof. Our clients are wanting this service. So you know, I think that we closed down for a total of six months. At that time, I really diverted and focused on our product line. Um, and, you know, now we have over 40 SKUs and we supply our franchisees and our corporate locations from start to finish everything that they need, you know, to open and have our branding perfectly. So like everyone else, we just had to take a different route. But to be able to say that, you know, we we really were COVID proof and, you know, we were able to divert and come out positive. It's pretty impressive. Absolutely. So not being an expert in in this area, lymphatic, um, in reading up and doing a little research for our discussion today, I, you know, aside from the immune system, there are this has proven to be very helpful to individuals recovering from breast cancer surgery. I know that, uh, you know, plastic surgeons, many times if patients have liposuction and different procedures that they do recommend lymphatic massages. And it is hard to find somebody that really specializes in this area many times. I mean, I don't know if it's uh, a traditional part of training for massage, but it is difficult. So what type of expertise, and maybe Gabby, you could touch on this. What type of uh, training, you know, does somebody working at the tax need and what, it, what type of employees are you looking for? Yeah. I, did you want to touch on that? I always jump right in. Um, I just like live it, sleep it, all of it. So um, yeah, I mean, the talks technique is definitely unique. We don't refer to it as a massage whatsoever. Um, you know, we're not working the muscle group. So, you know, to your point of post-op and breast cancer, we really do. So we're the next step after that. Um, we always say like, if you're having surgery, please, you know, get your post-op lymphatic drainage massages, you know, for five, six weeks and then come to the talks. So the talks is non-invasive. We don't work the muscle groups. We are truly a technique. It's very unique. So it really is for everybody, but we do, to your point, have tons of plastic surgeons, um, you know, medical professionals referring their clients to us. Um, because we are a body sculpting technique and we are moving our strokes in the way of the lymphatic system, um, we are able to primarily hire estheticians. Of course, every state has different regulations. Um, in most states, because we are considered body sculpting and there is no federal requirement for body sculpting, body contouring done manually, we are able to hire estheticians, which has been a huge blessing for the brand. 
Um, you know, we have a wait list of estheticians in New York that want to work for us. They see, you know, what we're doing. It's different. It's innovative and they want to change in their career. So I would say hiring for us has been pretty easy. Um, but yeah, Gabby, if you want to speak on any of it, I mean, feel free. I know I'm taking it over. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I mean, what I think is so awesome about the brand too, I mean, the social media aspect of everything. So when it comes to hiring with how well known this brand's name is, they've had wait lists of technicians wanting to actually come on. Um, so it's pretty cool to see where they understand the growth that can happen within the company too. So I just thought I'd, I'd point that out there too, because that wait list portion is, is huge. Yeah. I mean, the brand is, is all about women empowerment. Um, you know, we've given so many women an opportunity where I like to hire fresh out of school. I feel like it is a technique and we are, you know, teaching them from start to finish how to be successful within the brand. So um, to give women an opportunity that wouldn't normally have it, as most places require a lot of experience, it's been really rewarding on my side. So the tox, it is to sculpt, detox, and revive bodies. This is not a massage. It is a sculpting technique. So, okay, you spoke of estheticians as really your primary hiring group. And then this is a specialized technique. This is proprietary to the tox. What type of training do these estheticians then, if they're right out of school or whether they've, you know, been practicing for a year or two, what does that training look like in-house? Sure. So on a franchise standpoint, corporate, we do have a training team now. Thankfully, I have a group of great estheticians um, that will come to the franchisee's location, do a full-on training from start to finish. I am super OCD, if you haven't noticed. Um, so I make sure that, you know, everything from start to finish is done perfectly as if it was me or one of my master estheticians doing the technique. So it can take anywhere from, I say like six to 10 days, every group is different. It depends on how quickly they learn. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I, I always say, I'm sorry, I can't guarantee a time frame for the training because we really have to make sure that it's perfected. Um, from there, we also do a lot of follow-up trainings. We do secret evaluations. So, you know, the technicians never know that we're going in. Um, and then we give them a full report of what they hit, what they did wrong. And then we follow, follow up with more training. So the training is a huge aspect to it. And I really feel, you know, in the franchise world, especially it's unique, right? Like it's nothing exists like it, but we have it dialed in. We've done it time and time again. And, you know, it is the main part of the brand that we have to make sure is perfect. And that confidence, of course, is shown through the 12 corporate locations, the two franchise locations. Now, is this training done for a new franchisee coming on board, hiring a team of estheticians? Will the training take place at their specific location or is it at one of your corporate locations? It will be at their specific location. We've tried to do it the other way where I'm like, you know, we have five trainings that need to happen. Let's all get together. And it's just never the same. I want them to feel so confident, you know, make sure that their room feels 
right for them. I never want to send them back to their location and be like, oh, it's different here, or, or I don't feel comfortable, or oh, I forgot to ask this. So we really do try to roll it into their grand opening. And a corporate team member stays there, watches them take their first few appointments, make sure everything's on point to, you know, to be able to leave them and feel confident about it. So that's a good segue into what the various services and revenue streams are of the brand. Uh, Courtney, you had mentioned, we've already talked about the technique. Uh, we You've mentioned a proprietary line of products. So can you just kind of talk through the various different offerings you have and expand a little bit on your product line? Absolutely. So, you know, we only offer the tox technique. We offer it in a 60 minute full body service, a 90 minute full body service. And we also offer a lymphatic sculpting facial that can be paired with either. Um, so those are the service revenue streams. A lot of people will ask, is it membership based? You know, what's the reoccurring revenue? We haven't had to go that route. What we do is we sell session like bundles of sessions. Um, so our standard recommendation is to come in every two weeks for the first three to five sessions and then from there it's maintenance you know once every four to six weeks so we do really try to push that education on the clients so they know to purchase the bundle purchase our specials you know they are discounted um, but we haven't had to go that membership route at this point so in addition to your service revenue, we do have a full product line. You know, the Tox is the only one that sells it. I've curated every SKU, uh, formulated all of the products, works closely with a lot of professionals to, to really dial everything in. So it's all lymphatic based. We offer, you know, lymphatic supplements. We offer uh, de-bloat supplements that help with digestion and bloating. And then we also have more of the, you know, beauty stuff. We sell gua sha's and our proprietary drainage lotion. Um, so the product line, I believe, Gabby, you can speak more on the numbers, but I think it's around like 7% of the revenue. Um, yep, you know, we are, we have implemented new policies for our technicians to really have them push it this month. We're at 11%. So um, you know, it's super great additional revenue stream that you have coming in. And again, we supply all the products, you know, that they have to use for the service too. So it's easy to sell. People are coming in for them. They see them on social media. They don't know where else to get them. So, you know, we have clients that are just coming in for our products alone. And to touch base too on the service model, um, clients are to pay for all the treatments they request before the scheduled appointment. So that's just an upfront payment and it's non-refundable as well. So that's just going to help with that steady stream of revenue for your business and just protecting that franchisee from any like financial step backs or whatnot. So it's all a prepaid service model. And what is the average price? Uh, across those services for a single, for a single service. Sure. So the average is two forty nine, I believe. Um, you know, it starts at two nineteen for the sixty minute, goes all the way up to even four twenty five if they want to get our ultimate, you know, ninety minute plus facial. I would say again, the average ticket is that two forty nine. And then talking about compensation for the estheticians. Uh, what, what would you say the average, are they salaried? Are they per hour? Uh, is there the ability for them to earn tips in this type of, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. 
So they are uh, hourly based and then they do get commission on the products as well as gratuity. Um, we have it really broken down. Uh, Gabby can speak on that, but we show it on our FDD. Yeah, so it's anywhere from it's $20 an hour uh, to start as a technician. If they're hiring a general manager, it could be anywhere from 20 to $28 per hour. But if it's more so on a salary basis, that would be anywhere from 50 to $70,000 per year. And Gabby, this is an offering that can be owner operator it can be semi-passive or it can be an executive model. So uh, in a semi-passive or executive model type of situation, what does that, I guess, what does the hierarchy or how many employees are needed uh, for an investor looking to be semi-passive or executive? So we want to find anywhere from like one to two front of the house employees and then anywhere from four to six technicians. A lot of our locations have actually been successful with three to five um, technicians. So less than 10 employees. And it's just, uh, it's a very simple model to operate. So if they're doing a general manager model, that general manager can be one of the front of, front of the house employees too. Um, so it could, they're hiring the general manager uh, just to oversee the day-to-day -day operations. And then if they were to be that executive model, kind of they could be like a CEO of the operation. So kind of do like a part-time position there. Um, and then being being able just to oversee the operations as for if it was owner and operator, they're responsible for just delivering all of the customer service and just overseeing like the financial aspects of the company too. I do want to say it's, you know, it's very important to us to make sure that they are leanly staffed. Um, you know, we want to get them profitable as soon as possible. So the way that we set it up with handling their social media and being so involved in their marketing, um, you know, it's really easy for them to step away. Like I can say our franchisees are not there a lot. They do have a general manager, but um, again, the corporate side is so involved that they're able to be very leanly staffed. And do you handle 100% of all of their social media? We do. Yes. So they don't have access to it at all. It was a major point for me when I decided to franchise, um, you know, making sure that our brand standard stays the way that it is. And we've been so successful on social media um, with little to none paid advertising. So it's scary for me. I want to make sure that everything runs the same way so we can kind of copy and paste it and make it very easy for our franchisees. Well, and I can understand that. I mean, this is a, it's a very, you've done a great job on the branding, the talks, it's sexy, it's sleek. Um, this is a very Instagrammable uh, type of environment. And, you know, the offering itself is very, therapeutic and health-based. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the footprint. So this is definitely a retail, um, storefront type of model. How many square feet is needed for a boutique? 
And what type of assistance do you provide as far as when a new franchisee does come on board in finding that perfect real estate location for them? Sure. So anywhere from 1500 to 2500, I say like 1800 is a sweet spot. Um, we want to make sure that they have at least uh, four treatment rooms within that space up to six. Um, and we, we do offer assistance. Um, I've been able to secure our spaces very easily. We always try to find them the easiest spaces or assist with finding the easiest spaces. We don't require a large build out at all. Our rooms are separated by curtains, so we really try to push them to find a space that would not require permitting. Um, you know, it's very simple. It's a, a standard vanilla shell would be perfect with one or two restrooms. Um, so it's been pretty easy to find, and we will, of course, offer that assistance. We've done it so many times. Um, my husband's very involved in the real estate side, so, you know, we're doing it right now with a franchisee, you know, making sure that the space fits exactly what we want. It's easy for her. She doesn't have to do any permitting. You know, it, it's plug and play. So that's what we really want our franchisees to find. And that is beautiful and is a testament, I guess, to the total investment level for the tax is 235000 to 396000 And what you just described, that is, I, I mean, that is music to an investor's ears because <laughs> the last thing you want to do is to invest all this money into something yeah. you can't take with you, right? Exactly. Right. And that's what we've been able to do. Um, you know, when we met at that conference, I was telling somebody right, right before I met you, we were able to open one studio literally by painting it. So, you know, if you find a great space, it does exist and you can do it because it's such an easy footprint. That is fantastic. So definitely a great concept for multi-unit ownership play. Um, so let's dive into, with that said, who is your ideal candidate to become a franchisee? I say anybody who's passionate about health and wellness, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want somebody to match my passion, Um we have a ton of investors knocking down our doors, you know, wanting to open. And I just want to make sure that if, you know, they're not passionate about it, that they're hiring a great manager that's passionate about it. You know, strong community ties is always a plus, especially we're going to be opening in smaller markets. We want to make sure, you know, that they know their community, they can relate, they can, you know, do events to, to get the word out. So I would just say anybody who matches my passion with health and wellness. Courtney, what markets, uh, you've mentioned New York, LA, Miami, what other markets are your corporate locations in today? And where will the two franchise locations be if they're not already open? Sure. So in addition to New York, LA, and Miami, we have Dallas, Houston, Texas, uh, Boston, DC, Toronto, and then our franchisees are Scottsdale, which has been open for a year. And then uh, we signed Atlanta, Sandy Springs. Well, congratulations. Thank you so you know, much. What a unique approach. Most franchise brands that have corporate locations 
are typically all co-located within a certain <laughs> area, but you were very mindful to prove out this concept in, across the nation in different demographic areas, different communities, um, which should give an investor uh, a warm fuzzy when looking at an emerging brand like this. Absolutely. My husband probably wishes that I just picked one area, <laughs> um, but I really wanted to have all of the big cities. So then the smaller like little pockets already had that brand awareness. So it was strategic. I wanted to make sure that it did work in every market. Um, so now, you know, we've covered the larger ones. So now we can, you know, withstand the smaller ones. I love it. All right, so we keep dancing around the item 19 and the numbers. Um, you guys have a very nice item 19, which shows some of the financial representations of your corporate locations. So with that said, Gabby, what can you share with us today about the ROI on this brand? Yes, definitely. So our item 19 is very transparent, very detailed. It breaks down everything from revenue by service type, cost of goods sold, um, operating expenses, franchise related fees too. And then they even have client retention tables there. So very, very, very detailed, which is awesome. Um, we have strong ROIs. So our average gross revenue is 997,000 with an adjusted net income of 257,000 and then average profit margin is 25.8%. So pretty wow. high there. Yeah. That is fantastic. So what type of, I'm curious, what type of background, the two franchise locations that you've attracted today, what are their backgrounds and are they going to be owner operator or the executive model? Sure. So our franchisee in Scottsdale is an attorney um, and she has been such a blessing to me as my first franchisee. I feel like I really hit the lotto with her. Um, she does have a general manager in place as she is a busy businesswoman, um, but she's absolutely killed it. She's been amazing. Um, and then our second franchisee is um I don't know. I don't want to call her an influencer because she's so much more. She's a businesswoman, um, but she's highly recognized. Um, I believe that she has over 10 million followers and she will also be hiring a GM. So on the last note, let me ask you this. And it crossed my mind a little bit earlier. Since this is a proprietary technique, you're recruiting estheticians. Is there a fear of training these technicians and then having them leave? And if so, how do you protect yourself as an entity? Sure. So we are very protected. Um, they all sign, depending on the state, of course, non-solicit, non-compete. Um, you know, our documents are, are really strict. I want to make sure that the talks technique cannot be performed anywhere else. Um, a lot of states we have been able to even have them, you know, sign a year contract with us. And if they don't fulfill that year, they have to pay us back 
believe some locations are even $10,000 for the training or $5,000 for the training um, to be able to, to regain some of those costs. So we have all of those things in play. Of course, it's been a huge part of my journey and, you know, dealing with employees is, is never easy, but you want to make sure that the brand is protected. So we've done a great job of that. And of course, um, we will make sure that our franchisees do as well. Fantastic. Well, Courtney, fabulous brand. It's, I'm excited to see this grow. And now your partnership with Franchise Fastlane, I, I can see this just taken off very quickly from a franchise standpoint. And you yourself, I, I'm amazed as I look through and did a little research on you. You're, this isn't your only gig. So you have uh, clothing, you're in different entrepreneurial segments. So congratulations for all of your success. Um, ladies, thank you so much thank for joining me today. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I very we much appreciate it. it. And I am going to have to take a road trip south to Miami to try this out sometime soon. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. So for anybody that is interested in learning more about the talks, please feel free to reach out to me at Stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day.